So I'm like all coked up. Actually, all coked up. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> To episode 30 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is Mr. Garza. <laughs> Horstocles, you know who I am. That's right. You see me every day. Yeah. <laughs> Even in your dreams. I don't know about all that. <laughs> we also have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Joe Isma. Hey, how's it going? Am I pronouncing that correctly or is it Isma? Yeah, that's Isma. That's awesome. correct. See, I've been saying it right all this week. You've been saying it wrong all week. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Well, uh, Joe is the artist for an image book called Morning Glories, which you guys should be reading. We've mentioned it before on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a fantastic book. We're going to talk to him in a little while about his uh, book, but first we're going to get into the books of this week. Gotcha. So Miguel, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your top two books were this week? Well, uh, number two was an old-time favorite in, this, in our show here is Saga number 21. Uh, Saga's fantastic. It got back to, you know, there's a couple of issues there, maybe 2019 was a little, you know, a little slow, not like it was before, but man, it just busted back open to being the badass book that it is. Like, holy crap. Violence, you know, Prince Robot was like full glory. It was awesome. I was like, yes, back to what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Not some storytelling, long drawn out, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, we have <laughs> violence and action. It was great. <laughs> Well, the original, the first arc of the story for Saga was about them coming together and escaping as a family unit. And it seems like this arc is about them unraveling kind of as a family unit. Mm -hmm. Like the mom is out there and she started doing drugs and, and kind of making bad decisions. And the dad is spending a lot of time, maybe too much time, <laughs> with the daycare lady. It's going to be cheating in there soon. I can see it. <laughs> and, you know, you, you can kind of see the inevitable. But there's all these supporting characters now. Like you said, if you're focusing on the robots for a while. And the janitor who kidnapped <sighs> Prince Robot's son just went on a crazy killing spree. It was just, it was a very violent issue, and it was great. I think the janitor is like some special forces kind of guy. <laughs> He's just killing people left to right. Like, holy crap. I'm really excited <laughs> to see what they do with that. That was actually my number two as well. Uh, have you been reading Saga at all, Joe? Uh, you know, I, I got the first train uh, on my uh, stack <laughs> to read. So I, haven't, I, I bought the first couple of singles, but um, I decided, you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to read this in trade. And uh, I have just really been behind. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I'm sure you have a very grueling work schedule. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the free time like we do. No, we got way too much. <laughs> well, when you, whenever you do get to it, I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. Phenomenal from the very beginning. Winning all those awards, making us feel like geniuses. We were like, this book is amazing. <laughs> and we picked them all up at singles. So we have, how much is that number one going for now? Something really stupid now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your number one book? Oh, week? number one comes a good friend of the show, you know, our personal favorite, you know, Mr. Steve Orlando, uh, Undertow number six. Again, I have to agree with you. He finished it. Oh, my gosh. He finished this thing out with it, on a bang, and then he included something from us, hashtag the arm. <laughs> that was freak arms getting ripped off. <sighs> we had Steve Orlando on the show back on episode seven, I believe it was. Oh, it was pretty early in the show, yes. And, you know, we started making jokes. We were talking about Alex Scott's book, Zero, mm -hmm. and the arm that got cut off of the, the woman. Mm -hmm. And then he said that he liked that, so we turned that into our own personal hashtag, the arm. And then he, as a nod to us, he says, in the sixth book, he uh, added a, a floating arm on the front cover, 
And then somebody's arm actually got ripped off. And then when we t- tweeted him a picture of it, we're talking about it. He's like, yeah, I put that in there just for you guys. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was so good, Justin. Oh. No, I, I agree. I absolutely loved it. It was a great Fight finish. for your home. Yeah, it was a great finish to the first arc of the story. And I think it was successful enough. They're probably going to do a second volume, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. There was yeah. a little twist at the end, too. Something you did not see coming. That for the people that have been reading along, they're really going to enjoy it. That's why we start saying, oh, he's doing something else. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> it was so great. That's one of our favorites. You want me to talk about my pick? Sure. Pick of the week. More friends of the show. Uh, this one comes from uh, Seek. Uh, Monomyth number one. Oh, yeah, Seek Donald's book, Monomyth one. That was actually my pick of the week as well. Um, it's the story of... Hey, get your own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rare that we agree. I know, right? Book, but it was kind of a small week. There was only 16 or so books we read. Mm-hmm. And these were easily the three best. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, Monomyth is a story of humanity's origins. And, you know, the, the whole heaven and hell thing ha- exists. And basically the War of Angels happens. But Lucifer is on the side of good instead of the side of evil. And Michael is the fallen angel. Uh, so everything's kind of changed. Lucifer is actually portrayed as a woman in the story, yeah. and Michael's a man. So when he comes to Earth, his goal is kind of like to enslave humanity and, and wipe them out because he feels like God loves them more than him. There's a lot of that going around. Lucifer is a woman <laughs> in these books here we've been reading. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a, a sexist statement or what. <laughs> well, hell, Thor's torn to a woman too, so I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's progressive, though. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> so the first issue, mm-hmm. we talked about Seek with it quite a bit when he was on the show back on oh, well, it was, it was a while ago. <laughs> but the first issue finally came out and it lived up to the hype. Uh, Eric Nieltowski does the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting art style. I really liked it. The story is, of course, great. It's it's so unique and so different from what a lot of people were doing. But <laughs> yeah. in, in recent months, a lot more stories, like you said, with Lucifer as a female have kind of come out. Uh, but Monomyth was one of the first ones I heard about that was doing that. So I really enjoy the story it's very original it was pretty cool i'm yeah. like whoa angels and demons and whoa <laughs> people fighting and i can't wait for the second one to come out it's pretty good yeah. i was i was like wow i like this book a lot definitely recommend <laughs> picking that one up man another book to my list man <laughs> i'm gonna go broke <laughs> that's always the danger with comics i know right <laughs> well i know last week we had uh, so many books we had honorable mentions uh, we had a bunch we threw out there. I know this week we kind of think there's one more book that kind of really needs to be touched on as an honorable mention uh, ragnarok Oh, yeah, one. Ragnarok was really good. It's a reimagining of the Norse, myth- Norse mythology. Uh, basically, Ragnarok has already happened. Thor fought, fought the serpent, mm-hmm. lost, the world's been destroyed, and the Dark Elves are trying to reclaim command of mm-hmm. existence. Uh, so it kind of follows like a, a little group of Dark Elves, but it's a really interesting story. Led by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> all, these, all these writers are getting very progressive and very... <laughs> yeah, I know, and she's hardcore, too. It's great, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I mean, we had Omar that did the uh, did Daniel, mm-hmm. the African American guy, uh, and of course, you got other books come out with the African American guy who's gay. Um, eventually, hitting the stores, you know, down the Virgil, road. Yeah, Steve's other book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I appreciate all the artists doing all this stuff, changing things up. It's fine by me. Really good stories, really good drawings, and everything else. Well, speaking of diversity, let's talk about Morning Glories then, because there's a lot of diverse characters. Oh in gosh, oh man, <laughs> I lose track. What I tell you today, uh, when I had to reread one just to remember some stuff, I'm like. Who's that girl with the black hair? And you're like, which one? <laughs> there is a lot of girls oh, with God. black hair, and it's very easy to get confused. <laughs> the cycle uh, one, you're like, uh, which one? <laughs> so, Joe, uh, a lot of our listeners may not read the book. Why don't you go ahead and give them a little synopsis? We'd do it, but we'd love to hear it from your words. 
Well, it's um, essentially about a, uh, a, a group of six super genius kids that enroll at this prestigious prep school, but they quickly find out that it is not at all what it seems. It's a really evil place with uh, sadistic teachers, supernatural entities lurking around, and they have to band together and survive and discover the secrets of the school, and there's time travel, and yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy very ambitious story, heavily influenced by the television show Lost. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's like flashback and go here and then go back here nine years later. Oh, yeah. You're here, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong, sorry, Joe. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it. It's a good book. I've had to read a couple of the issues over again to make sure I knew what was going on. <laughs> no, I totally understand. And, and this is the type of book where it definitely rewards rereading um, because, you know, it, context can be added the stuff that you weren't aware of before once you read like the current issue like you know okay this applies to that this expands on that from 10 issues back or whatever and you know we do have a very huge cast of characters and you know that that can be a little daunting for a reader but it's also daunting for me uh (laughs) this is the largest cast of any book i've ever drawn and um yeah so it, it, it that makes it a little difficult but you know, at the same time, it, it it allows us to do a really diverse set of stories. You know, we're not if if when Nick had pitched this to me, if he if it had just been, you know, about kids at a school and crazy stuff going on at school, then you know, it might not have appealed to me as much. Um, the fact that we we have some really out there locations, we 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 go beyond the school. I mean, I drew the Tower of Babel at one point, and you know, there's the future we're in and stuff. So it's like. It's fun uh, that we don't, you know, always stay in the classroom because I will tell you that I hate drawing desks. So <laughs> any chance that I can get uh, to draw something that is not a desk, then I'm happy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of diverse scenery in the book. I mean, they're they're in the woods a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the caves a lot. They're, yes. you know, in the cities a lot. I mean, even like Casey, when she travels yeah. and, and time and mm-hmm. she's basically reliving her whole life, she goes to a ton of different oh, yeah. locations. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what makes it fun for me because, you know, you don't want to get too bored, I guess, as an artist, you know, things can get boring. Like the design of the school, like, you know, I, I designed all, I looked at, you know, when we first started this, I, I, I had been out of high school for a long time and I didn't, I mean, I went to public school. This is a private school, so I didn't really have a total frame of reference, but, you know, I went to Google and I just scoured private school classrooms and everything and weeded through the porn. Um, (laughs) A good, you know, reference point for what a classroom would look like. And, you know, classrooms aren't very exciting looking. (laughs) I mean, they're not there for you to like, you know, Oh, fawn over the scenery or anything. It's like all the only reason for a classroom is for kids to learn in it. So, you know, I wanted to kind of keep to that. So the classrooms themselves aren't very exciting. So that's uh, that's why doing these, you know, other locations are is is so much fun and so much more fulfilling. I think that though you've kind of made the classrooms your own. There's a lot of little details that if you're paying really close attention, you pick up on. Yeah, I mean, I try to. I mean. There, there was one. I, I was just talking about this uh, to somebody. Uh, you know, there, there are times I can I put stuff in the background like Easter eggs, and Nick sometimes you know he'll be like, no, let's not do that. Uh, then other times I'll just completely slip one by him, and he won't even <laughs> notice. But uh, in one recent issue, there was a classroom, and I put in the background one of those cat posters 
uh, with a cat hanging off the wire and, you know, hanging there or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Nick caught it. And he's like, what is this? <laughs> so he loves cats. So come on. You know, he's like, whatever. So, you know, he, he entertained my crazy notion and let that one through. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, Things like that I try to do to kind of give things their own kind of, you know, flourish. Cool. Well, it's a very complicated story. That's what I like yes. so much about it. It yes. follows so many different characters, and all of them seem to have slightly different abilities. Some of them are similar, but not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, you know, still, we were, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you still fully don't know what's going on with any of them, and you guys are 38 issues in. <laughs> from what I've heard, you guys do have a ending to the story. You, you know that it's going to be a finite amount of issues. It's not just going to be a right. continual going on Right. Well, you know, Nick Nick told me that the only other person that knows the ending to the book is his agent, because um, he won't even tell me. But yeah, like we we're, we're very conscious of the fact, you know, that, that stories like this they need to have an ending. You know, that you can't just go on in perpetu- perpetuity with something like this, uh, like The Walking Dead, for example. Right. Um, so you know, one one thing that we do is uh, that Nick is very big on is because Nick, you know, like I said, we're influenced by Lost. He's very influenced by television style writing is to kind of group major story arcs into seasons. So like our first 25 issues is season one. And now we're in, we're nearing the end of season two, uh, which is going to end around like issue 50. So that'll be, you know, we'll have two seasons there. There, you know, you can't, obviously, I don't think you could pick up at season two without having read season one, but they are sort of, you know, major story arcs each one uh that would be a real challenge yeah <laughs> with the story it's funny because you know we did our 26th issue we we priced it for a dollar and because it was you know we just finished our first season and we we're starting the next season and um you know when, when you do that price point everybody thinks oh it's a jumping on point right well not exactly <laughs> because <laughs> what what it was was we have a very dedicated readership that likes to read this in trade and, uh, you know, what really drives uh, a book are the sales of the singles. So what it was was an attempt to kind of lure trade readers back to singles. So, I mean, that's what, where the dollar thing came from. So it was like, it is a jumping on point, but it's a jumping on point for the trade waiters. So it's kind of like a caveat, you know. That's actually a really good idea. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, we, we do other things like uh, in our single issues. We do uh, – we have the – uh, MGA study hall uh, thing that Matthew Malikoff writes at the end of every issue. It's a it's like a two or three page column where he just kind of analyzes the issue and you know the kind of the the cultural and weird whatever influences Nick has put into the issue. Uh, it's it's kind of like a condensed version of the online column that he does for every issue. Um, and you know it's just a little something extra. And we also throw in the little uh, comic strip Morning Glory Babies. Um, you know, and these are just things that are only going to be in the singles and not going to be collected in trade, uh, or the hardcovers or anything. So that's, you know, those are those things like once, you know, that, that's your only avenue to get those. So, you know, it's, it's just all about, uh, it's just an added incentive to try to drive. Sales. Yeah, added yeah. Incentive. yeah. That's a good thing though. I mean, yeah. the book won't survive unless people are buying the single issues as well as the trades. So, yeah. <clears throat> But the trades are again are a great place to jump on because that's what Miguel did. Yeah. Picked up you know, the and, and I get it too. I mean, I they're like I you know saying earlier, like Saga. There, there's books you know I read in trade, so I, I totally understand it. Um, uh, but you know, at the same time, like you know, once you're there and, and, it's, and it's your book, and you're like, well, it kind of becomes a different story. But you know, uh, but but I mean, my point is, is like I feel like I can see both sides of the point of view there. 
Yeah. You had mentioned earlier, uh, Nick, uh, how did you guys get together? Did you call him Nick? No. He mentioned Nick. Oh, okay. the writer. Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Nick and I. Well, um, it's funny. Uh, I think it's a funny story how Nick and I uh, got together. We uh, were both comic book dorks on Brian Michael Bendis' message board, Jinx World. And, um, you know, I had been posting art there for a couple of years. I, I joined the board, I think, like in 2003. And it's just a reader because I had just kind of – I'd been out of comics for a while, and I got back in reading Powers and stuff. So I joined Dennis's message board and was just a you know a reader for a while. And then I decided to start pursuing drawing comics and start posting art. And it sort of worked as sort of like a networking place. There were other creators that met up uh, on Dennis's message board and had done you know self published books together or whatever. Nick was a new guy at that point, and he uh, uh, he annoyed the hell out of me basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was really irritating. He was always in everybody's face, basically, on the board, posting in all these threads and just being overly annoying. But um, he would post these pitches that he was working on, and I thought, you know, I was reading them, and I'm like, these are actually pretty good. I mean, he's annoying as hell, but his stories are good. So We know what um, he's like, because I hated Miguel when I first met him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> Didn't know how funny I was. <laughs> yeah, and then I realized how funny he was, and then we started hanging out all the time, and now we're inseparable. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's sort of similar here, because, like, Nick sent me a, a message after he'd seen some of my art, and by that point, I had, I had had, I think, two things published. I had a miniseries and a graphic novel. No, three things, I'm sorry. And I was kind of in between gigs at that point, and... You know, it, it's funny. I always kind of equate the artist and the writer situations to like a high school dance. And so, like, writers are always kind of nervously, you know, approaching artists as, like, you know, the pretty girl at the dance. Like, will you read my story? You know, because I'd like you to draw it. And it, it's sort of like that, in a way, because, like, an artist will get a ton of pitches. Like, I, and I got to the point where I just got tired of reading them. So, I basically, I had read Nick's stories, and I liked him, even though he was annoying. Um but when he sent me a pitch for Morning Glories, he described it as Runaways meets Lost. And I like both of those properties. So I was like, sure, I'll read this. And read the first issue and really enjoyed it. So that's you know, that's basically how we, uh, we, we hooked up. Hmm. So does he, does he come up with all the characters and all the ideas in the story, or do you contribute? Uh, yeah, it's mostly uh, him, because he's really you know, got the mythology of this entire thing in his head. I mean, it's all from him. Um, you know what? What I contribute more is like in the design aspect, um, unless he has a specific look, because he's done that before. He'll send me pictures of people he wants characters to look like. You know, he'll leave it up to me uh, mostly. And you know, then you know, we had Rodine, our cover artist. You know, so like with our our, our main cast, it was sort of like we just kind of combined, or like I I, I I used elements of his designs. Uh, in my interpretation of the book, and I know he's you know, kind of carried that onto the covers. He's, you know, taken some of my aspects and applied it, you know, to the covers. So it's a bit of uh, give and take. Well, of all the characters being drawn, I mean, I have my favorite. So we were talking about this earlier. I, I kind of like Casey, but I kind of like the, the crazy people. I like Zoe, and, <laughs> and I like Ike. <laughs> I really like those a lot. Uh, do you have a particular character of all these that you actually like drawing the most? I mean, is there one of your favorites? Yeah, favorite characters, I, it kind of rotates because uh, picking a favorite character is kind of like picking your favorite child. <laughs> you know, I, I really liked Jade at the beginning because she was always kind of, I thought, misunderstood by a lot of the readers. You know, they always like, oh, Jade just cries a lot. But <laughs> I, I liked Jade's look. I had a really 
strong opinion in my mind of who she was. So she was always kind of like an early favorite. Um, you know, Ike is another one I like to draw. Uh, lately, though, definitely uh, Laura Hodge, the, the counselor, because it's fun to draw her because, like, pretty much every scene that she's in, I draw her in a different outfit, and I enjoy that because, you know, drawing the kids in their school uniforms can get a little old. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that Laura has, like, this – what my, my opinion is that she has, like, this huge closet at the academy, and, you know, she just has – that's what she blows her salary on is clothes. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like how uh, – I don't know if I want to give too much away. I mean, I don't know how far people are into the story. I just like how everybody is kin to someone else, and you find out later this person's kin to them, too. Like, what in the world? I like how it's all intertwined. It's so it's so good. I mean, it's just, wow. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. We've had to discuss them, Justin and myself as well. I'm sure. sitting here, and I know probably a lot of people who are reading the books are trying to figure out, where exactly is this school at? I'm sitting here thinking it's like in some dimension. It's in some other world. It's like under the ground. I, I, I you know, it's like, what is happening? Because when you see Laura come in, you see her go down in the tunnel. You see her go through this thing. I'm like, and all the kids rode in on cars. Yeah. What, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't, I know you can't tell us where exactly where it's at, but I just thought you might get a kick out of hearing what we think. Or- no, it's funny. I mean, I, I think it's great. I love the speculation. I love seeing people, you know, trying to figure out where it is. You know, sort of kind of related to that, uh, what's funny for me is uh, I get a lot of questions like about the layout of the school, like where things are. And I actually have on my computer like a map that I drew, like a campus map. And Nick will not let me post it or put it in a book or anything. Because, and, you know, I thought it was, you know, for spoilers or whatever. But really it's because he keeps adding things. Like, uh <laughs> Like we 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 have like an Asian style garden, butterfly garden, whatever. And I didn't have that originally. Like I think he just kind of came up with that. So I'm like, well, it wouldn't have been on my map. So I had to like kind of go back and redraw my map. I'm like, okay, so where is this going to be? It's going right, to go here. So it's kind of constantly updated. But at least for my sanity, I have to have some kind of idea of where things are. I understand. Well, yeah. I, I kind of figured it might be a conclusion in the stories that the school is actually expanding. You know, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Maybe the school is like an entity of it in itself and, you know, is sentient or something. <laughs> wow, that thing's just more <laughs> things in my head is going crazy now. Thanks. <laughs> I tell you right now, Joe, uh, anything you draw or anything Nick writes, I will definitely read from here and out. You guys are amazing. It's great. Um, this book is so amazing. I could actually see it probably down the road. Uh, maybe being made into maybe a TV show type series thing, or even a long movie. Have you? Has anyone ever approached you about this? Uh, yeah, we would absolutely. I absolutely agree. I think TV would be the best bet. Um, we have, we have uh, talked about that. Actually, the very first New York Comic Con that we all, me, Nick, and Rodine did back in 2010, uh, I had, we had a little bit of a you know meeting with you know some TV guys. And um, so that's how far back this goes. But it's nothing is to a point where we can announce anything, I think. But what I can say is that, you know, it it looks a lot better now than it did a a year or two ago. You went to 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 film school, right? Yeah, I did. I did. And I would, you know, if I had my brothers, if I had, like, you know, a budget, I would totally adapt this if I could. (laughs) I don't have, like... You know, a budget. You know, from like Time, I mean, from Warner Brothers or 20th Century Fox or whatever. I would love to have that. It's always Kickstarter, man. I was going to say Kickstarter. <laughs> Did we lose you? No, no, no. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I can see the show on the CW. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think you know, it, it kind of hits that teen demographic pretty well. Um, but it's also, you know, I think 
smart enough to to appeal to you know adults. You know, the adult forty five year old man he okay. loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. Come on now, it could be on AMC too now. You know, I'm saying it's got that dark feeling too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of dark stuff so in there. You go CW AMC, you go either way. You can't lose. I mean, it might have to be with characters like uh, is it David? David's the yeah. poor guy. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of Dude, that's enough. That guy right there gives you nightmares. Here, let me stick my hands <laughs> through your head. <laughs> He's just misunderstood. He just He's misunderstood. <laughs> well, where's his skin? <laughs> we don't know anything it's about like, it. That like, could be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And they described him to me years ago. It was like you know, to think of him kind of like a burn victim. And uh, so when I designed his look, you know, I, I designed him to look like Freddy Krueger. Because <laughs> you know, to me, Freddy Krueger is like okay. I think you know, horror burn victim. Okay, I'm Freddy Krueger, and then I get the colors back, and Alex has colored the guy purple, and I was like, well, oh, okay, fine, whatever, it works. And now it's just kind of I can't imagine him not being that color. You know, it's just such a different contrast from everybody else. I mean, he, yeah, he's, when he's in the room, you know he's in the room. Yeah, he is, and you yeah. want to get out the room. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know who you remind me of, Justin? You look like a Mr. Gibbs. Mr. Gribbs there. That's who you look like. <laughs> I'm not that old, man. <laughs> Mr. Gribbs is a pretty sick individual. I yeah, think. he is. <laughs> he's gotten to the depths of his story, but I mean, from what you can gather between Laura's complete revulsion at the guy, I think he's done some pretty nasty stuff. <laughs> that and the fact that Ike is the one kid he kind of lashed onto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most disturbed kid. I know, right? Yeah. Well, and here's like another little funny kind of backstory thing. Uh, when I was designing him, Nick wanted me. He's like, think Vinnie Jones. You know, Vinnie Jones is this British actor. He played the Juggernaut in the third, the awful third X Men movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was in Snatch, and he, he's just a huge lumbering type of guy with this yeah. big mm-hmm. chin. So that's who I based him off of. But um, as, I, as I we got going, like I kept. See, again, he looks like somebody else. I can't figure out who it is. And what what it was, what he looked like, to, or who he looked like to me, was Jim Valentino, who was our publisher at Shadowline uh, Image. And it's just like the same kind of face, like Jim Valentino. And I'm like, oh god, I can't believe it. But <laughs> I'm for it to turn out like Jim Valentino, because Jim Jim is a great guy. I like Jim, but uh, I inadvertently kind of added his likeness uh, <laughs> into to Mr. Gribbs. Tell you what, though. A lot of the characters in the book, I think the one that kind of, I mean, the purple guy, obviously, you know, he kind of freaks you out a little bit. But uh, the woman, Miss, I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, probably Miss. The teacher? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She gives me the creeps. I don't know why. I maybe had a teacher like this back in the day. Good, good. And it's funny because I, I, she, you know, she's not really based on any teacher that I had, but uh, she's sort of like, in a way, she's almost like the the fantasy teacher because she's got a great body. Yeah, then you had to take her hair down. That was, that was when you took. I was like, "What the hell?" Then yeah. my whole image just changed. She's you know, it's funny because for the kids. you know, I, I I drew her with the bun for like like I don't know what ten issues in a row at that point, mm-hmm. and I think it was right around issue nine. Uh, was when she went to Japan to go get uh, Jun and Hisao. I asked Nick, I was like, can I draw her hair different? I am so tired of drawing this one. He's like, no, 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 no. I got something planned. You know, just just, just hang on. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And then I get to issue 11 where she kind of seduces Ike or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And so, you know, that I, I put a lot of care into that scene. I really wanted it to have an impact, and I think it works. So. Yeah, when I got to that scene, I'm like, is this going to happen? What the hell? <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> I saw it coming. It's like, oh, my God. 
Nice. <laughs> AMC for sure. <laughs> AMC. <laughs> we go really dark. We'll maybe get on uh, Skinamax. I mean, uh, Cinemax. <laughs> Stars? No? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of sex and stuff in the book. <laughs> oh, that's true. Violence. Just violence. We love violence on this show. You know this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we talked a lot about the characters, and we talked a little bit about the scenery, but is there one particular panel or one splash page or anything that really kind of stood out as your favorite? Uh, I can definitely say the, the double-page spread in issue 29. I think it's kind of like uh, it's after Casey touches the cylinder, and there's like it's like a huge kind of montage shot uh, with all the cast, and Arena's up in one corner, and Ike is at the bottom. And a close second is the shot of all the kids walking into the Tower of Babel uh, with all those dudes at the bottom praying and the giant statue at the bottom, you know, those, those big kind of epic shots are, are my favorite kind of shots. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> what is that spinning thing down there? <laughs> I say that it has the school lunches in it. That's, that's <laughs> stirring it. So, you know, that's why it spins. <laughs> Your art is amazing. I, like I said, Justin was a big fan of yours. I told you that when I first met you at third planet, uh, and like he said earlier, I picked up the trades. I, I wanted to get caught up. It's mm-hmm. Artwork is amazing. Thank and you. Based on the detail and everything that you do do, this has to take you a while to get through an issue. I mean, it doesn't, actually. Um, I, I I can draw pretty fast. I've you know, It really depends on the scene. If it's not a really action-intense scene, I can I could knock out like four pages in a day. I've done that. I mean, it's not. I'm never really happy to do that, but I can do it. Um, wow. You know, if, it, if it's just kids, if it's just people like like the issue of uh, Jade and Ike just talking in the cave, I mean that issue was a breeze for me just because drawing people talk, standing around or sitting around talking, that's really easy. It's not necessarily the most exciting thing, but you know, in terms of speed wise, it's really easy. You know, major action sequences take longer. That might take me an entire day, but you know, kind of exposition and talking scenes are, are really easy to draw and, and super fast. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any other projects in the works besides Morning Glories? Yeah. I, um, I've i got a, I don't know when it's coming out, because I think it's, it's been pushed several times. Uh, I'm doing a fill-in issue for An Evil Empire number 5 from Boom Studios. I love that book. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun, because, uh, you know, I draw a lot of depraved stuff in Morning Glories, a lot of violence, but this is, like, on a whole other level. Like, I, <laughs> I, I read, yeah, I read the script for this issue, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to draw this. There's some crazy stuff, and, and and like not even stuff that I I thought I was going to be out of my comfort zone, but I drew it, and I, I'm kind of anxious to see the reaction to it when it comes out. I'm um, excited to see this now because now, yeah, wow. <laughs> issue one and issue two made it into my top two. Nice. Uh, it's Max yeah. Bendis is writing it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Max, and I love Max. He's he's a great dude. He's a big fan of Warring Wars. That's how we kind of bonded, and um. So I've got that going on, uh, and I'm actually starting up some work with Valiant. They actually just announced uh, right before San Diego Comic-Con the, the book I'm doing, Archer Armstrong, The 1%, with Ray Fox. He's writing it. And it's gonna it's fun. It's also kind of depraved stuff. Uh, I kind of guess I get typecast maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, You're so good at it, though. That's... Yeah, I guess. I guess. But uh, it'll be fun. It, yeah, it's something different than Morning Glories, and I'm a big fan of Ray's, so uh, it's a good chance to get out and you know, spread my wings and do other stuff. And uh, there's another fill-in for another book that uh, I'm not sure when I can talk about, but uh, I'm working on that right now. Um, 
So yeah, I, I've got a couple of you know, a couple irons in the fire, doing covers randomly here and there. Um, yeah, just you know, small filling issues. Hopefully, a miniseries. Hopefully, a webcomic by the end of the year. We'll see. Uh, you know, because I, I occasionally do like to sleep, but <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> Well, you know, whenever your other stuff decides, whenever you drop it or it comes out, you know, you're more than welcome to come back and join us. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that'd be great. So uh, the next time I see you, <laughs> I'll make sure I bring my trades with you. I'll nice. try to get you to draw something for me. <laughs> yeah. I won't leave early this time since I missed you uh, there at Third Planet. I'll yeah, <laughs> bring some back to you in the rain, trying to get back to you. <laughs> Told my wife, I just missed him. <laughs> I was like, doggone it. <laughs> it's all good. Well, uh, we do have to do a little bit of advertising here. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you know that we recently put out a uh, bonus episode. We've been talking about it for months. It's a bonus blooper episode that we gave the people that have been supporting us. Uh, if you still want to get that episode, there's a few ways you can still do it. You can support us by going to audibletrial.com slash comical and signing up for a free 30-day trial with them. Um, also, you can go to tweakedaudio.com and purchase a pair of headphones or any of the products they have there and use the code COMICAL, and that'll get you a third off the cost of your order and free shipping. Uh, you can also go to our website and donate to us directly via our PayPal account, or you can support us through our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash comicalpodcast. If you do any of those four things for any amount, uh, we will make sure that you get a copy of the bonus episode. All you have to do is email your receipt to me at comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you're ever in Houston, I'm down on the corner of 290 and uh, holding a sign saying donate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's all that's left. <laughs> you didn't tell them, man. These these phones, these headphones are amazing. The headphones are amazing. The uh, the tweaked audio headphones, they sent us a couple uh, promo ones, and they were so good that I actually, Heather actually loved them, and I ordered a pair for her. So I've actually paid for a pair of these because they're so amazing. Uh, they're better sound quality than my Sony's. Everybody that I've gotten a pair for has has, or everybody that's ordered a pair that has already received them and tried them has told me they really enjoy them. Obviously, you know they're noise reducing because you came and scared the hell out of me twice already when I had them in my ears. <laughs> my back turned. You're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to pick up a couple pairs when the boys come down because they're going to listen to them like, oh, dad, can we get some of these? So there, I got to buy those. So, and it's relatively cheap, and yeah. you get the good discount with the. You know, our promo code. Yeah. And again, that's tweakedaudio.com. Use the promo code comical. Get a third off. Get free shipping. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the, the show. <laughs> to the show. Okay. You've shielded enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me I tried to do it real quick that time because I feel like we've been doing it a lot lately. Yeah, we have been. Well, you know, we need money. Yeah, we do because we're, we're going to conventions and stuff. And we don't make money. <laughs> I'm going broke doing this show. <laughs> All these comics you got me buying. <laughs> it comes with the territory. And don't say you're not enjoying it. I know you're loving reading all the comics every week. I do, but I get so confused after a while. I have to sit there and think, what's what? Who? What book are we talking about? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the story with the guy with the bat? No, 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 no. <laughs> but they're all, they're all, I mean, I love reading books. You know this. Coming to me do you, now. do you love telling funny stories? Because it's time for you to tell me a funny story. I don't have funny stories. I told you all my stories are tragic. <laughs> but you know what? Since Joe's on the show, we're going to put him on the spot, too. Oh, great. <laughs> hello? Hello, Joe? You there? <laughs> well, I've told stories from me being under cars, being under bridges, having accidents. <laughs> so this is kind of along the line of having other accidents. And I don't know how funny this is because, you know, we've been so busy here, so stressed with a bunch of stuff going on. It's kind of hard to think about some of these things. So I'll keep it real simple. I won't bring the mood down. Sorry, Justin. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, I go to work early in the morning. And, you know, our garage is not really, uh, how can I say, uh, waterproof. <laughs> you know, it leaks bad. It's got so many cracks and it's ridiculous. So we get puddles. And I'm not wearing, like, the greatest shoes in the world. I mean, granted, i got these dress shoes. You can slide every which way. So I get out of the car. I'm usually carrying my bag, my, my laptop, or whatever I got to eat, McDonald's or breakfast or whatever I'm carrying with me. So my hands are usually full. Mm-hmm. So I get out the car, and usually I'm pretty close to having to get there at a certain time. So i got to run up the stairs and get inside the building before it's past 6 o'clock. So I get out of the car, grab everything, and... The first thing I noticed, I left one of my bags. I get out the car, open, get back in it again, and then I grab that stuff, and then I get hooked by my chain. So it's like just serious of errors going wrong here because I'm, I'm in a rush. So I said, okay, I finally get everything, shut the door. I'm kind of mad now, so I take off like I'm going to run, and I slip. I hit the puddle, and I slide, and I fall backwards. <laughs> Thank goodness for my bag where it fell. It fell underneath me. Oh. So I kind of landed on my back. I landed my back. Landed. I landed flat on my back, okay? But the way I landed, I, I was able to, I, I guess from falling down so much, I learned how to keep my head up from hitting the concrete. And uh, I fell down. <laughs> it came up underneath me. My drink went in the air. Uh, I got completely soaked because I fell down in a puddle of water. And then the drink came back down because, you know, it's not going to stay up there. You know, gravity does, you know, it's not morning glory. Stuff just doesn't disappear, you know. <laughs> it came back and I got all wet on the pants around the crotch area. So I'm like all coked up. Actually, all coked up. <laughs> My bad. Coca-Cola, man. Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola's all over me uh, when I was drinking Coke. And then uh, so I'm drenched on both sides. This is like a bad, bad episode. And I'm like pissed. You know how So I'm. you were basically a clown that slept on a banana peel. Kind of, sort of, yes. <laughs> and, of course, you know me. I was super pissed. Yeah. Super pissed. My, my passion was out the window. <laughs> my shoe. Oh, yeah. Didn't tell you. My shoe broke. <laughs> so the front of my shoe now has a talking mouth. <laughs> like, what the hell? So I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So, luckily, uh, I had a spare pair of pants in the trunk. I, because of the aforementioned... Times when you tore all your pants, now you always make sure you carry them with you? No, that's not funny. I don't rip my pants that often. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me too, Joe. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I had a pair of jeans, and so I didn't have any drawers. I'm sorry you didn't need to hear that. but So I took the jeans and took the socks and took the tennies that I had in the car. Uh, luckily, my shirt was okay. So I'm kind of like, and this is before I wore these polos. So I'm wearing kind of like a dress shirt with a tie with blue jeans and socks and titty shoes in the middle of the week. So I didn't get in trouble because I had to go to work, obviously. It's quite embarrassing. So, yeah, I had I was just wearing – I had to put the jeans on. I had to take everything off. Sorry, man. I had to go commando. You changed in the parking lot? Or no, I went, I went inside and changed and looking in the back. Who am I? <laughs> what are those? I'm not that guy. I know you're not that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, that was quite embarrassing because I was pissed because, number one, you know, I damaged – I lost my drink. I damaged my food because it fell in the water too, so I'm not going to eat it now. So I'm pissed. I done spent money on McDonald's. It's gone out the window, and I'm and then, so I I get into work late considering I was there early. <sighs> so you think that's bad? Just a week later, new shoes. Haven't broken them in yet. Going down the stairs in the garage. It was raining. It's kind of you know kind of the rain had stopped, but it's you know how it gets here. So freaking hot. You know being here in Texas, Joe knows this how nasty it is. It was very moist and very you know our steps are not that great. Yeah. And this is back in the day before I was all about safety. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you talking about? When have you ever been all about safety? Uh, you see me holding the rail? <laughs> so I didn't hold the rail. So I went down the first step, and guess what? I went down the other four steps on my ass. 
And I think I almost thought I broke my tailbone that day. It hurt really bad. I was pretty, but you probably heard me swearing the whole way down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, slipped again, fell down on my butt this time and went boom, 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 all the way down the bottom. I got up real quick and took a look and make sure nobody saw me and then ran in my car. <laughs> Had to put a towel down because, of course, my pants were wet now. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I fell down twice now at work. It's really, you know, <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> You're just getting old, man. I'm not getting old. This is when I was young. <laughs> it's like, this is like what? Uh, man, what, eight, eight years ago, maybe? <laughs> I wasn't old yet. <laughs> when, when's your birthday? Is it Monday? Yeah, my birthday is Monday. You better not get any more Kiss stuff. Because, <laughs> no, I am their number one fan. <laughs> All of our listeners should make sure to wish Miguel a happy birthday on Monday. Just so you guys are Very aware. nice. <laughs> happy birthday, which is out the horse please. Not horse sleaze. And not horse to please. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, my, uh, Alternate personality in this show, Joe, is a horse to cleese. You know, I have minions that follow me, and my so-called friends on this show like to make fun of me and call me horse to horse to sleaze when I'm dirty, and horse to please, I guess, whenever something else is going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a. It's funny because he takes these steps down the stairs. Like oh he has, gosh, he has a bad knee. <laughs> this is probably why. <laughs> <laughs> he has a bad knee, and he's had a bad knee for a long time. So. Early on, we started doing the podcast. I made a comment about him walking down the stairs because he takes these horse steps <laughs> as he goes down the stairs because it was me. There's really no other way to describe it. And my wife agreed with you. And, yeah, his wife agreed with me. And then he tried to diffuse that by owning it. And he created his own character and started calling himself Horstocles. And it's just sort of turned into this <laughs> recurring meme, re- recurring character on the show because of that. So... Yeah, I even have a comic being drawn. How you like that? Yeah. How you I like mean, me now? One of, one, of our, one of our listeners puts out a weekly comic book based on him and his characters. Awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So I know you said you had a funny story to add to this. Well, I was just going to, since you talked about spilling stuff on your pants, I was just going to mention the oh. Whataburger from the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we woke up on a Saturday morning and helped my wife move a bunch of furniture. And then on the way back home, we decided to stop at Whataburger. And they put us in, like, the B lane. You know, there's the A lane that's actually right next to the window, and the B lane is, like, over a little ways. There's a lot of people, so there's There's a lot of people, right? So I paid for it. The attendant went inside and got the food, brought it back out. He was bringing the drinks first, and he was holding them at the top by the the lids. Gave me my drink first. Gave me Miguel's drink first. I handed it to him, no problem. Uh Uh-huh. Reached in the car with my drink and, like, squeezed because it just exploded everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) He took a shower. My whole car was drenched in, in soda. My pants were drenched. I mean, I looked like I peed myself. It was horrible. Uh-huh. And then I, I complained. I, I, like, looked at the guy. And he's like, oh, I guess I need to get you some napkins. I'm like, yeah, I guess you need to get me some napkins. <laughs> hey, he was nice enough. He brought you another drink. He brought me another drink, but it was the wrong kind. I didn't even tell you that. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bad luck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what you get for making fun of me. That's karma. I didn't make fun of you until just now. <laughs> oh, you, no, you made karma me that day we were moving because I did something stupid. I can't remember what it was. Well, it's probably, I, that's probably I had to probably drive true. that van. <laughs> it's a fair guess that I was making fun of you for something. <laughs> karma, baby. So, Joe, what, you got a funny story for us? Well, yeah, it's funny. You mentioned uh, falling, and it totally reminded me of – I was in New York City recently for the uh, special edition NYC show, and uh, – I flew in, and the weather was about to get bad, and it started raining after I got checked into my hotel. And my friend and I decided to go out uh, and get some beers and eat. And we, you know, so the roads are wet. I'm not used to, I mean, Texas, we get 
torrential rain sometimes, but like in New York, I mean, like it's just all over the streets and, you know, my friend is just hopping over the puddles and stuff and I step right in them. So my shoes, are, <laughs> my shoes are soaked and we go to this bar and like all the bathrooms are downstairs. So we're, we have a few drinks and then waiting for our food. And I go down these stairs to use the restroom and, um, I slip on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> Ooh. And fall and you know, like so it's bad enough that you know I'm on the floor of a men's room in New York City, but like it just like stunned me so bad I thought I'd die. Oh. <laughs> I was like I'm dead, I'm dead. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna make it. And so like, I started doing this like inner pep talk and like making myself climb up these steps, and you know it was ridiculous. I'm like I just slipped and fell but like in my mind i thought i had died and i was like I had <laughs> my life and everything and yeah so uh you know i i i, I totally sympathize with the, the slipping uh uh with when there's when the ground is wet and stuff so yeah <laughs> i mean i can't walk prepared i mean i almost fall in my own house <laughs> <laughs> well I, that happens to me but i've got two kids you know i've got a five-year-old and a 20-month-old and they leave toys all over the place, and, and the twenty-month-old just leaves food everywhere. So, like, I will slip on like a cookie or something, or a piece of turkey that the kid has left on the ground, and, and or whatever, and like, it drives me crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even like keep my balance in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I have cats. They leave those little cat balls all over the place, and sometimes that happens to me too late at night. Yeah, you walk in and step on one of those balls and almost eat it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I got the five dogs. And, yeah, I have five dogs. <laughs> they range from small to huge. And they get really excited to see you when you come home. So they jump up and they tap you with their feet and they might knock you down. But when you're walking through and you have that food and you're trying to go to the kitchen, man, they'll run right between your legs. And we'll run like almost like half the time I almost broke my legs, almost ate it once. And the biggest one is that my personal dog, the white dog, you know, we have the water bowl and the dish bowl right there on the inside, the one room connected to the living room. He'll go in there and drink the water. Well, that's right on the tile. And he doesn't know how to stop drinking before he leaves the water bowl. So he has like a, a drip of water as he's, as he's going. So he leaves like a trail. And so I'm walking in the house barefoot. I come through and I'll step in his water and I'll go for a slide. And if I don't catch the wall, <laughs> I'm going to eat it. And I'm like, you stupid dog. You're going to kill me one of these days. Uh, <laughs> I try to do like a little graceful move at the end. Like, I meant to do that. <laughs> yes, I, I've actually slid from the door to the refrigerator once. That's right, skill. <laughs> My wife's like, you almost busted your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids are grown, but the dogs are, they're going to kill me one of these days. <laughs> Not to mention the two cats. <laughs> I don't really have that many funny stories about slipping. I mean, McDonald's, I slipped a lot when I was working there, but. Those floors are really, yeah, you walk in there, you got to be like, <laughs> you have to like, buy special non-skid shoes. Because like, I, I did go in there one time uh, with regular tennis shoes, and that was the hardest night of my life. Because basically, all night long, I had to use my muscles to press my legs together so that I wouldn't <laughs> slip and fall. Because I was, I mean, in my normal resting state, my legs were trying to do the splits. Oh, I thought you had to go to the bathroom, you're pressing <laughs> your legs tight together. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, in normal resting state, when you're standing there, your legs are trying to do the splits because the floor is so coated. In Greece, I know what you're talking about because I go horrible. in there. I go in there sometimes. Look, I can slide in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like having those little roller shoes, you know. <laughs> I never had any of those. Those were those were after my time. Oh yeah. Well, I see the kids. I don't have any. Kids these days are so lucky. Your kids have some of those, Joe. Some of the oh the roller shoes. No, no, I wouldn't trust them on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from nose 
to not I was going to say roller skates, but not roller skates. The uh, help me here, Justin. <laughs> the rollerblades. <laughs> then from that to skateboarding. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that's what one of mine is doing right now. He's all about the rollerblades. My wife pretty much bought him like some armor. <laughs> it looks like Mecha Godzilla when he's out there. He's like all covered up in armor. <laughs> I was like, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> he's got a helmet. He's got arm pads. Got sleeve pads. Got glove pads. Got knee pads. I even think he got butt pads. I'm not too sure, but it's, I'm serious. He's all. <laughs> He's arming up. <laughs> nice. We just did it hardcore when I was a kid. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, Dad, there's some bones sticking up. Rub some dirt on it. Okay. <laughs> you know how that was. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry you fell in New York. That sounds pretty terrible. Uh, well, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, one of my my friends, one of the first writers I worked with in comics, um, he, his piece of advice for me for doing comic conventions was like, always have a story. It's like every convention needs to have a story, you know. So uh, that's that was that one's story. I've had you know I've got other ones for for other shows, but uh, him mentioning the slipping just reminded me of it. So yeah, we, we feel that for you. <laughs> In New York City too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was it like the paste piccani sauce? No, 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 <laughs> no. New York City. <laughs> Look, if just think our restroom at work two thousand yeah. times worse. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> so I know you're about to talk about some stuff from places we may be going here, but I'm going to ask our guest here, Joe. Do you will you be attending any cons uh, here in Texas or anything? I, I heard, I think I saw something where you post. Uh, I think someone asked you if you were going to go to San Diego, San Diego Con, which is going on right now, and you said <laughs> no. No, no, no. If I can avoid going to San Diego Comic Con, I will because like that show is. <laughs> yeah, we really want to try to go, but man, it's like yeah, Texas. Um, yeah, I'm doing a show next month actually in in Dallas. Uh, we've got it's called uh, Dallas Comic Con Fan Appreciation Day, free admission. Um, I'll probably be doing sketches, discounted, uh, and I'm probably gonna be giving a bunch of comics away. It's a one day show, August 9th, and then like the rest of my shows for the rest of the year are all out of state. Oh, so you're not doing, like, the Houston Con coming up here? Oh, uh, what was the amazing Houston Con or whatever? It's, like, the end of August? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the same weekend as my oldest kid's birthday. So, like, I, I made a promise to him I'll never do any conventions the weekend of his birthday because it's also the same weekend as Dragon Con um, in Atlanta, and they've invited me a few times. And I'm like, I can't go, guys. You're always on my, my son's birthday weekend. So, yeah. I think they'll understand that. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we plan on going to the Houston Con here, uh, the first one at the beginning of August, from August the 8th. As you just said, the Dallas thing is on August the 9th, so. Oh, right, right, right. We wouldn't be able to make that. I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't be. It would be cool to go up there and see it, but uh, sadly, we won't be able to. We'll be both in the same state, and I'm sure we'll bump into Joe again. Yeah, exactly. I I was going to try and do Comic Palooza um, this past May, uh, but uh, John, the guy who runs it, he just never got back to my email. He, he He did invite me, um, but I just, you know, I, I sent him a question about it because uh, it was also it was the weekend of my birthday, which is when Comic Palooza was, and I was like, well, you know, uh, I can be there like because it was what four days this year. Mm-hmm. It was like Friday through Monday. I was like, I can be there Saturday on, but you know, Friday is my birthday, so I can't be there, and then I just never heard from him. So hopefully next year. He's he's uh, actually a good friend of mine. Yeah, as I was saying, this is one of his best buddies right uh, here. Yeah, I was just like, because you know, he and I had talked you know many times, and uh, I was like, well, I guess you know, I was like, well, he probably just got busy with the con, but. Um, like, I would love to come down for the show, but it's just like I couldn't make it that that first Friday. But I'll, I'll pass your email address along to him because we've had a couple other guests on the show that also expressed interest. 
but I'll, I'll let him know that that happened last year. And yeah, we did something crazy that this this past con. We did, we did four <laughs> shows every day, and yeah, we did daily coverage for Comic Palooza. Nice. And I was like sick on day one, <laughs> day two. I was like dead on day three. I was like, uh, they thought I was gonna die. <laughs> it was a lot of fun though. Oh yeah, it was, it was really great. Yeah, it was. Hopefully the Houston Con is is fun as well. Um, amazing Houston Con. I'm gonna be there as a guest. We're not going as press or anything. Oh, awesome. That's great. And then in September we're going to the Alamo City Comic Con. Yes. Okay, right. It's actually that that one's getting kind of big this year. They have a lot of big guests coming. Then Stanley. Stanley's going to be there. George Takei's oh. going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Ranger guy's going to be there. <laughs> Tom, Tommy's at every. Tommy's going to be there. <laughs> T Dog. T Dog's going to be there. I think the past, like every convention I've been to, has had a Power Ranger. In it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know some other people from The Walking Dead are going to be there. Yeah, uh, Herschel's, Herschel's going to be there. Oh yeah. Uh, his youngest daughter Beth. The actress from the place her is going to be there. No coral. <laughs> no, no coral. <laughs> seen those, have you seen those jokes on the internet, Joe? I have. They're hilarious. <laughs> tentacles, coral. Tentacles. Yeah. Sorry, the first time I saw the tentacles when I laughed for like 24 hours. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we'll be we'll be at those shows. Uh, so if you're going to those shows, make sure to come by, say hi. Yeah, we'll we'll do an interview with you. Yeah, and I know I know we've talked about this, and we're giving serious thought next year. We're probably going to hit the road for a couple of them. We're thinking about going up to New York. Yeah, uh, maybe trying to get to Arizona. Who knows? Or Florida. Florida yeah. MegaCon is one that we have a place to stay at. We might actually be able to go to that one. For Taking sure. the show on the road. Yeah, <laughs> people are going to be scared. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're pushing the advertisers so hard. Is because we do need money to do these trips. We need money to buy more. Awesome. so that we can do more interviews and, and provide you guys <laughs> more stuff and you know in return for you guys helping support us we are giving you guys bonus episodes yeah you guys all kinds of other cool little incentives daniel giveaway yeah i mean we're, we're always trying to give stuff away to you guys so we appreciate yeah. everything you guys give us definitely <laughs> i'm kind of rambling tonight I'm yeah, yeah you're just so. struggling there man what's going on with you <laughs> no i understand man it's just this heat here in texas is taking us three hours to get home from work I understand, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you still got some pep. Well, just remind everybody, uh, follow us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash comical podcast. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. Miguel's at comical podcast too. Heather's at comical podcast three. And Joe is? I'm at super Joe. Super Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget minions. Pick up the morning glories. If you were one of the smart ones and picked it up when it first started coming out. Good job. If not, pick up the trades. It's amazing. Joe's amazing artist. Nick's amazing writer. I love the book. When does the next issue come out? We never steered him wrong before, so no, we have to definitely pick it up. <laughs> um, I have no idea when the next issue is out. We're still working on it, actually. Uh, Nick, killing me, Joe. <laughs> Kill. Nick moved from England to California, so uh, that kind of screwed up his writing schedule. So yeah, we're we're. I'm hoping to get. I, I, I asked Nick, I was like, is there any way you think we can get this done before August? <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping we'll get it out in the next couple of weeks. Well, you know, we'll always be glad to take an advanced copy. We'll screen it and tell you what we <laughs> think. You know, we can get email at comicalpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, if you need an advanced review, we'd be happy to give it to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're hooked. <laughs> uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I don't have anything else for tonight. Mm, me neither. Joke. Anything else we do? Um, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. It was a blast. Oh, yes. It was good to meet you that day, too. <laughs> I'm sure we'll bump yeah. it again at some point. Yeah. I think that's it. So keep on laughing, bitches. 